0: tom mullen talks freedom hello everyone and welcome back to tom mullen talks freedom i'm recording this on thursday november 3rd and you'll be hearing it on friday november 4th and what a week it's been so far a lot of fun following the exploits of mr elon musk partially with your humble hosts few dollars that he got for that Solar City boondoggle that our former governor handed him 900 million dollars to build. By the way, this was not the usual 900 million dollars in tax breaks. We actually were forced to cut Mr. Musk checks for that particular disaster. But be that as it may, he's making good use of my few dollars that were contributed towards that as a net taxpayer in buying Twitter. And really, just trolling all the people we want to be trolled better than any of us could possibly do, especially with this $8 fee that he wants to charge as a membership. Now, of course, there's a practical side to that because having bought the social media platform, he's got the risk of all kinds of advertisers pulling out. So he's looking for a way to guarantee revenue and make up for any revenue he might lose, among other things. So there's a lot I want to talk about about this whole Twitter drama. And I have done a previous podcast where I basically made the argument that the idea that this is a town square and there's any free speech issue to Twitter is totally ludicrous. You've got a platform that has total 70 million U.S. users, and if that looks anything like the general layout of the American population, not counting children, then you've got a big slice of those who don't even vote. You've got more liberals than conservatives anyway. Nobody is going to be persuaded to vote for your candidate because of your tweet or because of some news story you shared. I remember There was when Hillary Clinton's emails were the big issue back in 2016. And one of her surrogates in the media came on and said, listen, nobody nobody who is going to vote for Hillary Clinton gives a poop about Hillary Clinton's emails. They don't even give a fart. And I have to agree, it doesn't, this whole Hunter Biden thing, nobody was going to vote for Trump instead of Biden if they found out about the Hunter Biden laptop. By the way, Joe Biden didn't get any votes in the 2020 election. It's not a matter, you know, whether he got 81 million votes or whether he got less or whether he got less in those crucial states. Joe Biden got zero votes. Trump, the all the votes were for Trump. They were either for Trump or against Trump. Nobody cared about Joe Biden. Uh, except for obviously the most ideological Democrats who would have voted for a tree stump, as would the most ideological conservatives against the Democrat. But not only am I trying to say that the idea that these social media platforms are the new town Square or that they're a free speech issue, not only is it overblown, but it's very dangerous to subscribe to that point of view to borrow a phrase from Gordon Sumner. And I take this back to the whole Civil Rights Act problem. Of course, you know, there's no problem with the government, with the federal government striking down discriminatory state laws. I know there's a federalism issue there, but you know what? I don't lose a lot of sleep on that one. But I do take a lot more seriously the fact that they blurred the line between what is private property and what isn't. And in that law, they started to call anything that served the public, even though privately owned, a a public accommodation. And of course, this opens the door for all kinds of regulating of what you do on your own property. And that's the problem I have with that. And, And I've often said, you could get rid of titles two and seven of the Civil Rights Act and you'd still have all of the good stuff. You would leave, you know, the decisions of private property owners to the market. And for anyone who says that that's that's not gonna work, well, if it wasn't gonna work, they wouldn't have needed Jim Crow laws to make it illegal for business owners to integrate their restaurants, lunch counters, hotels, whatever. The only reason they had to pass a law against it in those jurisdictions was because people wanted to do it or probably were already doing it. That's usually how laws against things get passed. Somebody does something that someone else doesn't like, and usually this doesn't even the 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 wishes of any majority. It's usually a tiny minority that makes the problem, and then, of course, a law gets passed, to appease that minority for their support in the next election. So in any case, why am I talking about this almost 60-year-old law? Because this is basically the same concept that is driving this whole social media censorship issue. Now, let me say again, I obviously do not share the views of the recently departed Executives from Twitter, I am very anti-communists. I have no I don't like those people. I don't like the fact that they did what they did and I don't support that they did what they did. but I do recognize they had a right to do what they did on private property and unless the shareholders removed them, which they didn't, then they were acting on behalf of the shareholders. So I'm a staunch defender of censorship on private property. I'll give you another example. The Hollywood blacklists. I can't believe I hear libertarians referring to the Hollywood blacklists as if they were a bad thing. The Hollywood blacklists were private property owners saying, no, you're not going to use my money to spread communist propaganda. Those were heroes, those studio heads. Those, those business owners who refused to underwrite the spread of an evil ideology, ideology that killed hundreds of millions of people during the previous century. So I'm pro-Hollywood blacklist. And notice, by the way, I'm making a distinction between the Hollywood blacklists and the House Un-American Activities Committee, which I totally condemn. And along with Joe McCarthy, who, although he may have been a drunk and an idiot, was basically right in his thesis. But I don't want the the government exercising power to haul people up and question them on their beliefs. I like the market. And uh, the Hollywood blacklist was a a great answer. Of course, uh, Americans went all along with the communist propaganda that there was something evil about this, and they do to this day because Americans are not very good strategic thinkers. And I'll I'll say that about every libertarian that is looking for any power of the government to be brought to bear on social media for censoring conservatives or me or anybody else. Now, the immediate reaction I know from some libertarians would be to say, ah, but They were working with the government, and we're going to find out they were working pretty closely with the intelligence agencies. I think we already have found that out to some extent, and we're going to see more about that and that they were taking orders in some cases from the government. Here's the thing. I don't mind any action against the government on this issue, but I'm going to go one step further. Private property owners have the right to censor people in a way that happens to align with the government's wishes as well, and Don't tell me that if some private property owner were doing something on their property that aligns with the general maga ideas on let's say immigration that or or kicking people off who were promoting open borders. Tell me that, the, that all of MAGA wouldn't be cheering that private property owner. Come on. Let's take a short break for this important message. Let me ask you something. What if there was someone out there who kept a log of every single thing you did every minute of the day? That would probably creep you out. Well, that's exactly what happens every time you go online. Your internet provider stores logs of every website you've ever visited and can legally sell this data to anyone. Worse yet, the government can obtain your data via bulk FISA order even if you're not personally suspected of any crime. That's why I use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see or log what you do online. Visit expressvpn.com/mullen right now and find out how you can get 3 months for free. That's expressvpn.com/mullen. Protect your data and get 3 months for free today. So, you know, again, now the next answer will be, oh, but they were coerced. They were hauled up in front of Congress and yelled at for for not censoring so-called misinformation more. If they were coerced in any way, then again, this is an issue to take up with the government, to strip the government of power. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg felt coerced. I felt like when he was yelled at by Congress, it was more like, oh yeah, I've got to do better. I agree with you completely. Now, I could be wrong, but in, in either case, there is no cause for action against the private property owners. The only cause for action would be against the government. And if there was a huge push to strip the power of the government or prohibit the government from even talking to social media companies, hey, I'm all for that. But nobody's talking about that. They're all talking about going after the private sector, which is what always happens. So I think just libertarians are totally backwards on this. They're t- they've totally been bamboozled. And here's how they're being maneuvered. If it becomes established that social media platforms are a free speech issue, well, that means private property not only can be regulated for you know, not harassing, no sexual harassment and, and accommodating people in wheelchairs and all the things that we already object to about government interference and how you run your business. Well, now it's going to be, we can regulate what is said in the workplace. I'm telling you that that's where this is going. And if you don't see that, then you, you you've really got to take a step back and 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 stop shouting for a minute and say wait a minute maybe I'm I'm being maneuvered here and I'm not necessarily saying that there's twelve guys in a room you know with this grand you know four level chess plot to do this I'm saying that's where this is going to go because the people who hate private property who hate the free market who believe every aspect of your life should be regulated will point to this and say, well, look, we, we've we already established social media companies uh, have to regulate speech, disinformation, allow all kinds of opinions to be said. Well, the next step is going to be every kind of business. And then maybe even private property that isn't a business. Now, this whole public accommodation thing is somewhat of a barrier between just (laughs) coming into your home and saying that you have to uh, espouse certain ideas or not prohibit others. I, I wouldn't want to be relying on that communist idea to protect me from them saying, I can't even speak the way I want to in my home. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what you're missing here when You, you know, join the mob with your lit torch and pitchfork saying free speech about Twitter. So, you know, what happened this week has been very eventful. First, well, Elon Musk has described himself in the past as a socialist, all right? And my best read on him is that he's kind of a civil libertarian liberal. So, like a Tulsi Gabbard, okay, who, as far as I know, is not repudiated... Repudiated her support for government-provided single-payer health care, as far as I know, or all kinds of other horrible communist ideas. She's great on war. She's not as great as I'd like her to be because she still thinks the war on terror is perfectly valid, but just not regime change wars. You know, it it gets back to there's there's very little principle among these people, including Elon Musk, who. Uh, while being a highly intelligent person, is not probably a deep thinker ideologically. I think he's got some. Like I, I've said on previous podcasts, I've known some great businessmen and company founders. And while you have to be very intelligent in one way to achieve the kind of things that Musk has achieved, or Bezos, or any of these guys, whether you like them or not, what I found is that that intelligence is very focused, and Musk is also an engineer, but when you start getting into these other areas, their their ideas become very mundane, because they don't have time to spend on you know, reading Ludwig von Mises and, and any of the other philosophers. Maybe they have, but when you ask them their opinions, you get this bland, free speech, whatever. And I'm sure Musk is very sincere about this. And the fact that he thinks Twitter is a free speech issue really doesn't make it right. The fact that he has bought it and owns it himself gives him the right to do whatever he wants there. So at the beginning of the week, he was a hero. Then he convened this committee of a bunch of left-wing advocacy groups and assured them, hey, it's not going to be like this hate fest on Twitter. You won't be, you'll be safe. And then everybody, all the people on the right started condemning him. Oh, it didn't take long for him to fold. No, you don't get it. It's his property. He can do it any way he likes. And if I don't like what he does, I can leave. And while we're talking about that, why is Parler's users, why does it peak during elections at 15 million and then go down after that? Why have they never been higher than 15 million? Why haven't all 74 million people who voted for Trump joined Parler? If they did that, Parler would have more US users than Twitter does. Okay, so there's no excuse that, oh, well, Twitter's so big that we can't compete. Why haven't they joined Gab or Getter? Doing that would make, if every Trump voter, assuming there were 74 million of them, just the voters, not even the people who agree but didn't vote or whatever, if just those 74 million joined Getter. Gab and Parler, then all three platforms would be bigger than Twitter for US users. It would have more US users than Twitter right now. So there is no there wouldn't be any free speech issue, even if Twitter was the only social media platform because it's privately owned. But there there isn't even a practical problem here with competing with Twitter. And you know, the 74 million Trump voters, again, those are people who vote. Number one, there's a whole bunch of people who don't vote, and then there's you know all kinds of other people who would probably join, especially if it was the biggest U.S. social media platform. Now I don't know what face- Facebook's users are offhand, and I think it's probably bigger, but you know Facebook also includes all kinds of people who aren't even eligible to vote. As to, I mean, Twitter probably does too. But all the focus has been on Twitter, and that's where I want to stay. So it it just kind of infuriates me that there there is an available market solution. It's standing right in front of everybody, and they would rather call in the government. And this even includes some libertarians. It's just horrible. And this is the way the government grows, okay? They get some issue. And everybody starts screaming about it and then you get a precedent and then your hotel goes out of business because you can't afford to put in a wheelchair ramp. Or you get sued by somebody for discrimination when absolutely you weren't doing it, but you weren't complying with some government quota or regulation. See, this is how it works. And what's a libertarian gonna say when in the future this precedent is used to do some regulation that they didn't see coming on private property and then the people point back and say well no you agree that uh, this is a public thing this isn't private see we've established that you know there there isn't a clear line between private property and public property you follow me let me give you another scenario so you've got a huge website where like my own you've got your own writing or let's say like Lou Rockwells where he has all these different writers coming in and of course this is skewed very libertarian it says anti state anti war pro market and what if they they came to him and said you know what you're serving the public so you've got to give equal time to people with a pro-state, pro-war, anti-market message. Well, no one's saying that, you say. It. Nobody's calling for that now. Well, once you establish that you know, the Internet is the public square and if you're serving the public that you have to grant equal time to all these different views and you blurred the line between private property and public property, of course they could go there. And of course they want to go there. Are they thinking about that now? Well, of course some people are. We already had the fairness doctrine on radio, and it was getting rid of that that allowed talk radio, conservative talk radio to flourish. Okay, so it's not hard to see these precedents. You know, I don't consider myself a great strategic thinker like some of the captains of industry, but this is obvious to me, so it should be obvious to you. Let's take a short break for this important message. Friends, if you're enjoying the content here on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can support my efforts here a couple of ways at com slash support. You can join my Patreon for as little as $3 per month and get machine transcripts to every episode and access to my members-only MeWe group, while all access patrons also get my paid subscriber-only articles and videos. Or you can become a VIP patron to get all of that, plus access to all of my online courses and a signed copy of the Tom Mullen book of your choice. Now, if you prefer Substack, I also post my paid subscriber-only content there. Find links to all the ways you can support the show at tommullentalksfreedom.com slash support. That's Tom Mullen dot com slash support. Become a supporter of Tom Mullen Talks Freedom today. And now let's get back to our episode. How could I think of love with a girl like you, a girl like you, with a girl like you, a girl like you, with a girl like you. Girl like you. Allow it to be established that the internet or, or social media platforms are the new public square, especially social privately owned social media platforms, and someday that's where we're going to be. So Elon Musk, the at one time self-described socialist, by the way, just one more word on the ideological thing. So he said he was a socialist at one point, Not too long ago, I think it might have been earlier this year or late last year, he held a town hall put on by Wall Street Journal where he basically said, I don't think that the government does a very good job employing capital, so we shouldn't be directing capital toward the government. I think that this was his answer against Biden's Build Back Better thing, boondoggle. So, of course, that's an anti-socialist. You couldn't get more anti-socialist than that statement, that capital should not be directed towards the government because the private sector makes more efficient use of it. You, <laughs> that's the opposite of socialism. What I'm saying is I, you know, either he's just a troll, which he is very good at trolling, or doesn't care, or he just doesn't think about these things really deeply because maybe he's running – three or four different humongous companies, including Tesla, SpaceX, and now Twitter. So I'm all for him buying it. I'm all for him doing whatever he wants with it, whether he wants to ban communists, ban conservatives, ban libertarians. Nobody ever bans libertarians because we're too few in number to really make a difference. But whatever he wants to do or or ban nobody or allow hate speech or not allow hate speech, I really don't like that expression, but my point is he owns it. It's like your house, okay? I don't consider serving the public some kind of blurry line that between private property and public accommodation. No, I think you can do anything you want on your own property. And if there are laws and precedents and court cases that say you can't, well, I don't agree with those. And I don't think any libertarian should. And if you believe in private property you should recognize that all of these efforts to blur the line are all initiated by communists. You know you're on the wrong team when you're out there saying things like the social media platforms are the new public square. No they're not. And even if they do things the government likes, they're still not the public square. So in closing, I'll say I am pro private property owners' rights to ban conservatives, ban libertarians, ban communists, ban democratic socialists, ban anybody they want, allow anybody they want, make whatever rules they want on their own property. And let me give one more hat tip to the great heroes of the 1940s and 50s who initiated the Hollywood blacklists. And wouldn't allow communists to use their money to spread their evil message. So that'll do it for today. Don't forget that if you haven't visited Tom Mullin support, you can go there to sign up for my Patreon or my Substack and get access to content that you can't get here at com at the website or on the podcast. And I appreciate everybody who's joined. I'm still getting new members every week. It surprises the heck out of me. I guess, you know, build it and they will come, supposedly. So I haven't done a heck of a lot of promotion, but people are still coming in. So thank you to all the new members. And uh, one more announcement. I'm continuing my therapy of playing in music clubs. So I'll be back at Ponies in Middleport on November 11th to do a solo acoustic show and if you're in the area please join me if you like the music you've heard on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom and Too Far Away to Come to the Show you can hear more at sings.com Thanks for listening. The war of ideas has only just begun. Arm yourself with the knowledge you need by heading to TomMullenTalksFreedom.com and subscribing to our email list. And remember, every revolution starts in the minds of the people.